I am glad to track your Tepesh. And I do not get many visitors. Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and appeasing of the three mystical gods themselves. Looking down at us like like mystical tomes of gods themselves. Yeah, we didn't watch oh, the please OBAs, keep going. Today. Oh, okay. Well, there were these clans, right? I can't remember the okay. rest of it. So, this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today, plot twist, we are not watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We thought we would be watching the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVAs, kindly provided us to us, sure, by uh, Blooper Boy, but... Alas. Technical difficulties. Don't it does it's region locked off my PS4. My PC wasn't playing nicely with the thing. Discs. The, the thing. So I'm gonna figure out how to watch that next time after we're done with this show. And then we'll do two in a row. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Meanwhile JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hi, you're listening to JoJo's World. I'm JoJo's World, and this is our video game <laughs> anime <laughs> recap and discussion podcast. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion <laughs> podcast, where today we are discussing the first episode of the Steam animated series, King of Fighters Destiny. What I love about this is that you you kind of have this look of insanity in your eyes where you're like, we came so close to more JoJo's content, but we, we did. didn't make it. We watched it. like a minute of it and then it kept stuttering and we couldn't. Yeah, and then we were like, what if we could just find it somewhere else? And then it was going to take way too long to deal with that shit. So we were just like, you know what? We'll just watch King of Fighters. Yeah. And, and then, then we'll we did. It and it was... A perfect replacement. It was pretty much the exact right amount of bullshit that I was hoping for. It was perfect fighting game storyline. Okay, so we, talk, we, we talked a bit about this while we were watching the couple of episodes we watched today. Because they're not long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have five minutes of ads at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. No, it's got like... A minute of ads and then five minutes of credits yeah. and no post-credit sequence. What I was worried was that it was going to be basically like a Injustice Gods Among Us or Mortal Kombat 9 through 12 story mode where people have a brief conversation and then... They fight. Then long, boring cutscenes. Mm, mm. Fight scenes, rather. Yeah. And there was a bit of fight scenes, but there was definitely character work being done between them. And the fights had enough visual flair that it was working for me. Yeah, and they had a lot of references in there. And there was enough, like, dumb close-ups on people's eyes glinting with energy as they were about to do a signature move or something, you know? Oh my god. Some of it is... It was just so ridiculous that it's impossible not to love. Yeah, so today we watched two ep- the first two episodes of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we imagine we'll probably have a fair bit of, like wiki law to go through if you know what i mean who uh, or what is a terry but seeing as they come in at about 15 minutes a piece uh for the next few weeks as we do this until we get bored of it we'll probably do about three episodes a pop yeah and then that way we can just really like slam it out pip pop pow bam scrooge mcduck what of him i was just using him as an adjective in what sense well like you know when what you... does scrooge mcduck say to you he says hey kid where's your money hand it over I'm Scrooge motherfucking McDuck. I mean, he's not a thief. I mean, he's a thief in the same sense that all billionaires are thieves. Wow. Wow. Scrooge McDuck. 
as voiced by David Tennant in DuckTales 2017, uh, is a globetrotting adventurer who is taking care of his three grandnephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I thought he was Along always... with his housekeeper's daughter, Webby Vanderquack. Wait, then who's... When does Denzel Washington come into DuckTales? Denzel Washington does not. I thought he does. No, you are thinking of... Um, Oh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Who voices Donald when his voice isn't all fucked up. Yeah, that's right. Denzel Washington. Why would he voice Scrooge McDuck? I I keep getting, for some reason, those names, because they both start with D, I get confused on. They both start with McDuck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In Japan, is it McDuck Scrooge? uh, King of Fighters. (laughs) King of Fighters. King of Fighters is a video game series by SNK, which is a company known for making King of Fighters. The future is now. Uh, they... I think that's their logo? Yeah, their, so in the... Their in the slogan? In the start of the episode, it was just like, SNK, the future is now. And I was like, you make video games. Like, no offense, but like, you, you don't make like hybrid technology, like cool things. You don't make Yu-Gi-Oh dual discs. Exactly. You're not making... You're not like, industrial illusions. You don't give me jetpacks. I'm not saying you are the future. Nick. Yes. What do you know about King of Fighters? King of Fighters is a fighting game that's been around since like fucking forever. Probably like the late 80s, early 90s. It's kind of like the rival to Street Fighter in the sense that Street Fighter came out. Everyone was like, wow, that's really cool. And then King of Fighters did something really different. So. There was a surprising amount of street fighting in these couple of episodes we watched. <laughs> Ironically, probably more street fighting done in King of Fighters than Street Fighter itself. There was also an instance of Mortal Kombat. Oh! Um, yeah, so it's basically just another fighting game that's got a long legacy behind it. I think we're up to 15 or 20 now. What I didn't realise until I looked up King of Fighters after watching these episodes and before starting this podcast, mm. is that it's kind of a, um, it's kind of SNK's Smash Brothers. How so? The first game in the series, King of Fighters 94, was released in SNK by SNK in 1994, designed to be a dream match of characters from the company's various arcade titles, including Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, Ikari Warriors, and Psycho Soldier. Huh. So it's, it's a mashup. It's a crossover. That's it's interesting. a um, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> it's the a most real... Amb- amb- the most infinity crossover of all time. It's a real um, real dark universe kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. the fighter's universe. Exactly. And it's the SNU. I love how much you've taken to the dark universe, <laughs> Nick. The idea that it failed as hard as it did pleases Twice. me. Pleases me to no end. Yes. Though, um, although, of course, officially not part of the Dark Universe, but using Universal Monsters property, hmm. The Invisible Man was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Which one? The recent one. The recent one? The recent Invisible Man. Oh. You probably didn't see it because it was invisible. Yeah, no, I didn't because it was invisible. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, King of Fighters is all about a fighting tournament. The titular King of Fighters. To win it and become the titular King of Fighters. Well, no, you become... Oh, no, I guess you do become the king of fighters. Yeah. The. No one who speaks German could be evil. (laughs) So, it's run by this fucking sinister multi-billionaire asshole named Geese Howard. Yes, he's apparently the usual sponsor of the tournament. Mm. And he sits atop the Geese Tower. Though, apparently, the first king of fighters individual end boss, because I suppose um, Geese would have been... 
the villain in Fatal Fury, where Terry comes from. Correct. Uh, was Rugal Bernstein. Who the fuck is that? He had a tendency to submerge his defeated foes in liquid metal, turning them into grisly trophies commemorating his victories. Seems illegal. Yeah, this is a martial said. arts tournament. Yeah, You're not on fucking illegal. Shang Tsung's island here. You don't have diplomatic immunity. What the hell? So if I could describe uh, Rugal Bernstein in one, two words, I would say... Uh, M. Bison. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Freddie Mercury with Hanson hair. Yeah, so he's got the Freddie Mercury moustache. Uh, a black tank top with like a fishnet semi-sleeve on one shoulder. He's got bright red pants, perfect for fighting with, with those um, suspenders. Yeah, two of those Dio suspenders. Uh, and he's got blonde hair. Fingerless gloves and a black moustache. Jesus. What's his favourite food? Oh, his, well, his favourite food is... Uh, <laughs> He has no likes or dislikes regarding food. Okay, we need to talk about this man's personality because... So every single His job is drug dealer slash cartel leader. My God, what? His likes are having an evil heart. (laughs) His dislikes are justice and immediate problems. Uh Uh-huh. His hobbies include resurrection. What? I'm sorry? His forte in sports is none in particular. He's good at everything. Oh, fuck off. His special skill is copying moves. Oh. Derivative. God damn it. He's not a true artist. He's not a true martial artist. (laughs) (laughs) And his most unpleasant is people who stop his plans. That tracks. His favourite music is classic music. Mm. Not classical. Classic. Classic classic music. You know, like Queen. Classic rock, yeah. He's he's really into dad rock. Dire Straits. Led Zeppelin. And his fighting style is a composite fighting style mastering all fighting styles. Yeah, I can see why they got rid of him. I feel like they have a word for that these days. A pan martial artist or something? Mixed martial arts. Oh yeah, mixed martial arts. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, So this guy is not in this show so far, so we're not going to spend too much time on him. Uh, But the developer noted that when they were designing Rugal, he was supposed to be the cheapest bastard ever. But they dropped the idea because they didn't have enough memory to execute it. I don't know what that means. Oh, as in like computer uh, memory. Their idea for Rugal's character was that he could learn any move he saw just once. Yeah. Uh, he does some bullshit to do with the Orochi, which features in this show. So we'll get back to that eventually. Ooh. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Rugal Bernstein. We're here to talk about King of Fighters. King of Fighters. So basically there is this tournament called the King of Fighters. Every year? Question mark? Every iteration of the tournament. Yeah, every iteration... They send out some letters and people get them and go, oh, Oh. I'm going to enter this tournament because then I can get mad money. Originally held in Southtown, USA. Not limited to any specific kind of martial arts and any kind of fighter is welcome to join the fray. Although there are no limitations to weapon use. uh, I meant to say also. Also, there are no limitations to weapon use with King of Fighters having a history of weapon fighters such as former champion Billy Kane who we see in these episodes. Who has a cane. Yeah. And then in 1999, which I'm assuming this season is set in, this show, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a new rule. Teams were now formed by four participants instead of three. No, I'm wrong. You are completely wrong. It was originally a singles tournament, uh, but then when Rugal first hosted it, he introduced the famous three-on-three rule. Right, interesting. So maybe we'll we'll be seeing Rugal, because it's a plot point in this episode that it's now a three-on-three tournament. It is. Interesting. So... 
Which means we can place this tournament as somewhere between uh, 1994 to 1997, or possibly from 2003 onwards. You feel like it's the latter because we see iPhones. So, <laughs> it's true, you've got like, me there. I mean... You've got me there, Nick. There is a smartphone in this show. And YouTube of sorts. Yeah. Like a lot of modern technology that lends itself to some weirdly compelling drama. Yeah. Which means we have to ask, how comfortable is Terry walking around in a red baseball cap in the iPhone era <laughs> USA? Yeah. That's got connotations these days. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he'll just punch anyone that's like, I ain't that kind of guy. I don't know. I don't know. So, Nick. Yes. We open in King of Fighters. Did we actually do a good enough job explaining what King of Fighters so is? So there's this tournament. People from SNK Games come and talk about it. We talked about Terry's backstory in a previous JoJo's world, and we're going to see a flashback of that <gasps> in an upcoming episode. Oh my episode. god. Um, it looks like um, Kyo is going to be the main protagonist of this show. Kyo. Uh, sure. <laughs> yep. uh, and I think he's technically the main protagonist of a lot of King of Fighters story arcs. But we're all here for Terry. My window's open. One sec. <laughs> this is the best blooper that's ever been made. We're here for Terry. We really are here for Terry. There's a reason Terry ended up in Smash. And it's because everyone loves Terry. That said, Min Min is in in. Who? Min Min from ARMS is now in Smash. Oh shit, is she? Yeah, she's the girl who runs a ramen stand. Oh, sick. Really well, I hope. Actually, no, probably quite poorly handing out the ramen with stretchy arms. But surely that would make it even better. No, because ramen is liquid, and as soon as your arm, like, goes out... Yeah? All the liquid just splashes onto the person, right? I'm sure she could also just use them like regular arms. Liam, don't... No, this is not the universe I have cultivated. My, my favourite thing about the rich lore of arms <laughs> yeah. is that uh, one day people just woke up with arms and then was like wow that's weird let's have a tournament with them <laughs> is that actually the story pretty much wow just wow. skipping through the photos i took of our attempt to watch jojo's today we got maybe like a minute in and then it just broke also we opened the dvd boxes for the first time today and each of them have two um jojo's bizarre adventure hirohika araki uh, designed uh tarot cards, tarot cards. oh we had uh Hierophant green. Yep, it was well, not hierophant green. Hierophant, or as the card said, high aerophant, which, which I weird. never noticed before. No. Uh, what else do we have? Magician. Uh, doll. I know we've got strength. Strength. We had magician. I'm pretty sure. And the hanged man. Yeah, hanged man was definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. More on those when we actually get watch the that things working. <laughs> and that's JoJo's baby. We open on an elaborate matte painting of a huge hydra-like beast called the Orochi, which once also almost wiped humanity out of existence. <gasps> it wouldn't and dare. It's like one of those classic like lore, lore paintings, you know? Yeah, it's like you'd of... see it, you know, in Zoid's Chaotic Century. I do know. Yes, go on. Do you? Um, yes, of course I do. What am I gonna say? You're gonna say in Zoid's where they have that massive mural of the things that are going down years ago. Not as specific as I was hoping, but yeah. yes. <laughs> they go into like ancient ruins and they find a big mural of the Death Sora. Yes. The huge kaiju-like dinosaur. Uh, Zoid, mm -hmm. which is also like a malevolent spirit oh. that wants to destroy everything. It's that. It's one of those. It's Zoids is actually flawed. Can we watch Zoids at some point? Chaotic Century. Oh. Or the one where they're doing like 
competitive sport. Either. I'll take either of them. Both are good. As long as then at some point someone sends me a Zoid, like plastic mini that I will then assemble and be all I had a Zoid when I was a kid. It was a crab. I had a weird caterpillar one. Oh yeah, I know the one. Yeah. It was really weird because it would still like move side to side. I'd be like, ooh. Creepy. How wriggly. Anyway, so there's this giant hydra. Yeah. The demon Orochi and its followers, the Hakeshu. Ooh. Wait, Hakeshu or Hagashu? H-A-K-K-E-S-S-H-U. The Hakeshu. Now, Nick. Yes. Later on, the protagonists in this show get into a cab called Checker Cab with two Ks. Is that going to come back to haunt us? Is the cab company in league with the demon Orochi? Liam, don't discount it. <laughs> However, the Orochi was uh, defeated and sealed away by the three mystical treasures from the Kusanagi, Yasakani and Yata clans. Ah. So Kyo is from the Kusanagi clan, is that right? Uh, well, he does the Kusanagi style yeah. of martial arts, I think. Yeah. So, And also his last name is probably Kusanagi. Who knows? Let's find out. Kyo Kusanagi, that's correct. There you go. We know a lot of things about things. So then we have the, the opening. Intro. Like how it starts with a white envelope with that classic red wax seal mm. as seen in the Smash Brothers Terry Bogart trailer and presumably all King of Fighters properties. Oh. Now it's got a red um, seal with a an R stamped in it. Now, I didn't know what that meant at first because I was like... It's King of Fighters and it's Geese Howard. But now we know that Rugal Bernstein might be lurking mm. behind the scenes. So maybe little Rugal is still calling up these King of Fighters toys. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a clever hint that we wouldn't have realised if we hadn't done, and I'm using this literally, the barest <laughs> minimum research. <laughs> if we didn't have the wiki open and say, that's an what interesting is, What thing. is this franchise we are now about to spend several weeks discussing? I guess we could look at some of the names. Uh, so we get so a whole bunch of like quick flashes of different uh, characters doing like hero poses, doing slight fighting yeah. moves. Sometimes. We're not going to dwell on those. We also see, uh, you know, just a Terry. bunch of just a bunch of scenes from the show. Yes. Crucially, I do want to point out this military-looking man whose name I don't know yet. With one eye. Yeah, eye patch, one eye, very big boss. Um, but I'm he was standing at... in front of uh, a bunch of photos of King of Fighters characters connected by a red string, and you know I'm into a red string board. Look, you seem like a guy who's both about detectives, red string boards, and everything that is not plain and simple. You're like, I want this to be convoluted, I want this to be connected, and I want there to be a dark, sexy, mysterious twist. And that dark, sexy, mysterious twist? Rugal Bernstein. <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole lot of like scenes. I know that there was one bit where Terry's about to get shot in the head. Oh yeah, <laughs> I kept pointing at that like, oh my god, I can't believe Ket Terry gets shot in the head and dies. <laughs> and I was like, Liam, he's just gonna do something with that bullet. You know he's gonna do something with that bullet. But what's he gonna I do? I hope he catches it in his teeth. Ooh. Like gold member. Or headbutts. And he'll it. say, I'm Terry, I love gold. <laughs> oh no. We open in Brazil. It's 11.30pm, Theo Road. Ooh. We all know the famous Theo Road in it's Brazil. That, it's that one that winds around and it's all like, whoop. NPC truck drivers are driving a big truck that's covered in camo, but has a bright red biohazard sign on it. There is radioactive material in the back. Barely lit by some unknown light source. And a woman whose face we don't see but is wearing a gas mask is driving a big red sports car. Presumably in the opposite direction yeah. to the trucks. And in fact, 
explicitly in the opposite direction to the trucks because she turns on her high beams to dazzle them and then does an Akira motorcycle slide stop but with a car. A very strong initial D vibe. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. Oh, and from we the do offset. get we do get close up on like her foot hitting the brakes and her hand gear shifting. Very very fast and furious. Mm. King of Fast and Furious. King of the Fast and Furious. Mm. Um, fast of the Fighters. Uh Fur- Fatal and the Furious. We got Fatal that. and the Furious. We got that. So she blinds the guy, he slams on the brakes. Almost what if he just ploughed through her and she died? To be honest, I'm surprised they didn't because the military probably wouldn't give a fuck about civilian lives if they're carrying radioactive material that shouldn't be... Well, Nick, be... we don't know it's radioactive. We know it's biohazardous. Sorry, biohazardous It could material. be a crossover with Resident Evil and it could be the T-Virus. Uh... Can't wait to see Terry Power Geyser a tyrant. <laughs> so the military guys are like, shit... What Shit. was that? What was that? And then we hear a... <laughs> what was that? It's a car in front of them. They can still see. And then we hear a... Hi. And then Kirby's there on the rooftop. Oh my God. What? Because <laughs> that's Kirby's taunt. It's Falcon Smash Punch. Um, uh, and we see close up on this woman... Uh, with the gas mask. Clip, clop, go her heels as she like swaggers up to the truck. No, 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 no. That's after. So we just hear this... Huh, right? Am I wrong? I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. Oh no, Clip, she... clop, go up. Okay, she goes up to the truck. She sure. opens it and she's like, So these are the black crystals. <laughs> yes, the boss was telling me about these black crystals. Vroom, close up on her face wearing the gas mask. And I, I actually like this. I like this a lot. We get it for every character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like close up on them when we first see their face. Vroom, red background, white text. There's Japanese text we can't read. But underneath that it says her name, Mature. Ooh, Mature. Yeah. Who's Mature? Real Mature, Mature. You're missing the bit where she's like high and then she's It hasn't her. happened yet. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't because I've been taking photos. You didn't take a photo of it. I don't think it happened. <laughs> it did because she runs, she like jumps at the screen and we were like, Ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. She's on the roof and the guy's like, what's going on up there? Yeah. Look, we make mistakes. I don't make mistakes. My, <laughs> <laughs> I ne- I've never made a mistake. <laughs> okay, go on. My remote was low on batteries. So I may not have gotten all the photos I wanted. Believe you this time, and then she slashes his face off screen. You are right, but I didn't make a mistake. I just didn't make the correct photos. I'm perfect in every way. Like Rugal Bernstein. If I saw a fighting move, I could do it immediately. Yeah. We then get like a sort of. If I were the military man, I would simply choose not to be beaten up. (laughs) Um, We get like a sort of zoom out as it goes above the truck. And then military guy on the ground. Oh, she beat me up so good. It's like lifting a gun up to her. Call of Duty modern warfare style. She doesn't even look and she just shoots him in the head over her shoulder. And then she revolver ocelot spins the gun around. And and then this big shirtless guy who we only see from the top so we don't recognise walks up. And they all just stand there menacingly. And they start collecting the rain. things? Question mark? I the don't black know. crystals. Ah, Nick, you asked me crystals. who mature. Yeah, is. who is mature? Good me. question. I'm mature. Real mature, Bradley. Come on, mature. Who is mature? Full name, mature. Is that a joke? Her full name is mature. 28 years old. Blood type O. I'm that old. Job slash occupation, Orochi assassin. I'm not that occupation, though. Likes. Okay, I guess. Pasta. Her own legs. What? Dislikes. Other people's legs. Doves. Oh. Kagura family. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we got some tension forming already. We don't know who they are. Yep, that's good. (laughs) Hobbies. Fiddling with machines. Changeover. Changeover. Don't know. Keep moving. Keep moving. Okay. Favorite food: chickens. Not chicken. (laughs) Chickens. Can you just imagine she goes to a farm and she's like, oh yes, I'm in my element now. <laughs> Her forte in sports is snowboarding. Okay. Her weapon is lipstick and powder kit. Ooh. And her fighting style is speedy attacks. Nice. Which we saw. Yeah. Mm. The designers at the time created both mature and vice with the image of a ruthless woman and a cruel woman, respectively. Okay. Their origin story was mostly based on the notion of Rugal employing secretaries prior to the King of Fighters 96. Both women were unavailable during location testing and were likely finished near the end of the game's production schedule. Nice. Nice. And that's the end of like our sort of ominous prologue cold open. Hmm. So Mature has some dark crystals. No, yeah, dark crystals. Interesting. Then we go to... Happy Japan. Nagoya, Japan. Aww. They're all living in a very traditional Japanese manse. Mm. It's very large, very comfortable. The cherry blossoms are in full bloom. It must be springtime. But within the house, chaos Conflict. is brewing. <laughs> As three protagonist-looking guys are... Have engaged in a deadly battle over who gets the last dumpling. Ah, an old man is like, you've gone too far this time. Can you let me have this one, kiddo? Saisu Kusanagi. No, it's mine. Are you just looking up his name now? Yeah, I couldn't remember his name before we talked about this. That's true. Oh my god, he is a playable character. Saisu Kusanagi, 50 years old. So old. His job is a leader of the Kusanagi clan. Hmm. He likes... The pride of the Kusanagi family. His wife. Oh, nice. He dislikes. He's afraid of heights. Oh. Hobbies. Fishing. Oyaji gari gari. Or beating up people who beat up their elders. Nice. Nice. Wait, is he a mobster? No, he's a martial artist. He's a martial artist mobster? No. People, probably not. He's like a Robin Hood he's like type, a, um, but with people that beat up the elderly. He's a, a dojo. Yeah, he's a dojo Dojo guy. man. Yeah, but... There's a word for that, surely. <laughs> He likes curry, curry udon and curry. strawberry charlotte. Ooh. He's good at golf. He's good at golf? Yeah. And he does mm. the Kusanagi style of ancient martial arts. <laughs> Specifically ancient martial arts. He is 50 years old. His powers include pyrokinesis. Oh. Just like Muhammad Avdol. Oh, too soon. <laughs> what? We know what happens to Avdol. It's, it, the pain is still fresh in my mind. He was taken too early. Yeah, he didn't really get to do a lot, did Avdol? Not really, no. He got Jotaro out of that prison cell. Uh, he took them to Egypt and was all like, He yep. defeated Polnareff. He died, but he didn't die. He shot in the head, but was uh, fine. And then he came back and he was like... He, yeah, Avdol... I don't know if we told you about this explicitly while we are doing JoJo's World uh, Standard, mm-hmm. but Avdol in that part is very much the kid who goes away for a summer and then comes back with a cool new personality yeah. quirk, like an accent, but his is going... And that's it. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> and then he even stops doing that pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so... Yes, I am, is what he said. Oh, uh, did he yep. say... Okay, I'll believe you. Then, next to old man Kusanagi. And Kyo is like, Dad, your attitude isn't matching your words. <laughs> Kyo Kusanagi. Big protagonist energy from this boy. Who He's, is this guy? He looks like a K-pop superstar. <laughs> He's got that sort of like... Right. I mean, short hair. I suppose that's reductive when J-pop is right there. I guess. But K-pop, 
K-pop is uh, really in vogue right now. Yeah, it's like you've got your your dominant species, and then you've got J-pop. Okay, where like K-pop is like humans, and then nearby are like you know tigers and shit, and that's J-pop. I'm just not going to engage. Okay, I'm just right. not going to okay, engage. Fine. Kyo, his likes are his motorcycle. Ooh, nice. His girlfriend Yuki. Is a girlfriend? Wow. Why is that so surprising? He's a handsome young man. He knows I, martial arts. Yeah, but he seems so edgy that he wouldn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that he's going to meet this girlfriend during this show. Oh. He dislikes effort. He dislikes Very effort. protagonist. Wow. Very Joseph Joestar. See, because I'm smart. That's why. His hobbies are writing poetry. Wow. His okay. favourite food is broiled fish. Yep. Care to guess his forte in sports, Nick? Baseball? Oh, good guess. Good guess. The answer is, of course, ice hockey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of all the people in this show to have a forte in ice hockey. He doesn't have kind of a hockey player's build, no, does he? No, he really doesn't. Uh, that's really more of a Goro. It really <laughs> is. Uh, and his favourite music is rock. And his fighting style is the Kusanagi style of ancient martial arts and Chinese boxing. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Blah, blah, blah. First introduces a cocky, delinquent high school student, the heir of the Kusanagi clan. One of the three clans. Blah, blah. He's a kid. He's got strong protagonist energy. He's got a spin-off manga series. He has a spin-off manga series? Yep. This is what you get for being a protagonist, I guess. When designing characters for the first King of Fighters, the developers wanted a new hip hero who would easily rival the Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting characters in style. Ah. Through most of his development, Kyo was meant to be called Seo Kishima and was dressed in martial arts clothing common with fighting games at the time. But late in, in production, they changed it when they came up with the Orochi stuff. <laughs> so he used to be like a Ryu or Ken. Sounds like it. But then they were like, nah, nah, fuck that. Nah, we need let's to make, make him... him Let's Darker. make him a rock star. Yeah. The idea for his flames, as well as the other elemental powers for the rest of the Japan team, mm -hmm. was derived from the anime Geta Robo. In the show, there were three featured heroes who served as an inspiration for the King of Fighters trio. The protagonist had a fiery persona, his friend was edgy and daring, and the third hero was the down-to-earth giant. Ah. So we can see that in uh, Kyo, uh, Benimaru, and Goro. And Goro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I suppose they're our main protagonists, and th I suppose that makes... Um, Terrier. So this is not going to be an accessible analogy at all. Okay. But in Power Rangers Time Force... Okay, you had me at Power Rangers, but not Time Force. Okay. Power Rangers Time Force was, of course, the one that aired at, like, 3am when I was in year 10 or 11 in high school, and I had a really bad sleep cycle, <laughs> and I would stay up and watch that to fall asleep. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was it on SBS? Yes. Of course it was. Was it Was it the American... Yes. Okay. It was American Power Rangers, so you know, it was a show hacked together from the remnants of a Japanese show. So you stayed up until 3am. didn't specifically stay up for that, but I was up. You were up at 3am, and to get to sleep, you would watch Power Rangers Time Force. Yes. This sounds like the dream life. So in this Power Rangers show, mm -hmm. uh, the Power Rangers have come back from the future to save the past. Uh, yep. One of them is a mutant. Uh, it's not important. But in addition to your standard Power Rangers, yep. your Red Ranger is the leader. Your Blue Ranger is the rival. Yes. The green one is also there. Uh, and then there was yellow and green, yellow and pink for the girls. There was another Red Ranger off doing his own thing. Oh. And he was like mysterious and aloof. Yeah. And he had a giant robot T-Rex that he controlled through voice commands from his watch. 
Okay. Anyway, yeah. so in this analogy, uh, <laughs> Terry is the other Red Ranger, right? So he's the other protagonist he's, doing stuff. He's going to be off side. doing his own thing. Yes. Loosely aligned goals, but they'll almost certainly fight at least once. Oh my god! I hope they do. I really. That's do. my guess. Cool. The um, d- dynamic of the three protagonists mm-hmm. It's also an homage to a Japanese phrase of giving birth to fire Roughly translated as lightning strikes the earth which sparks the flame Oh, oh. because Benamaru talks a lot so Goro has to stop him And then Kyo is also there <laughs> <laughs> He's born of it, he's born <laughs> of it Liam While in charge of designing the character Yuichi Hiro Hiroki sought to contrast here. Kyo with Street Fighter character Ryu. He considered the character to be an overwhelming rival or a wall. A wall? He believed the latter was a popular character that couldn't be surpassed in the same field, so they made Kyo's design and characterization contrast Ryu. Good work, Nick. You solved it. What can I say? I, I've played Capcom versus SNK, and I know that those two have their own uh, little, little bands. Oh, that's good. So... That's that. <laughs> In short, they wanted Kyo to be a character who dislikes training and was strong due to natural talent. Oh my god. Just like Joseph Joestar. Just like jo- Oh, Jesus. <laughs> cool. So that's Kyo. That's Kyo. So he has He the and last his dumpling. father are fighting over the last dumpling in the hot pot. They've got their chopsticks at the ready. And they do like a brief choreographed, like juggling between their two sets of chopsticks, the dumpling. And then they start like... They basically start having a, a small seated martial arts fight. It's What's... fun. I'm glad it's in the show. <laughs> it goes way up in the air. It gets one of those one ring falling through the air onto Frodo's fingers shots. Mm. What's the um? What's that uh? That game that you play in martial arts where it's like you have both of them are like one on one, real close together, and they're trying to move their hands out of the way. I don't know, Nick. It's like an actual martial arts training thing where it's like you're trying to move the other person's hand out of the way, but you can't grab their hand and you've got to constantly try and move their hand yeah, out of the way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then in the background, the camera slowly zooms past their bickering to the still and pleasantly eating Goro Daimon. Ah, oh, Goro Daimon. The earth in our protagonist analogy. In the trio of elements. Yeah. So this guy is massive. He's massive. He says like maybe... One word and a grunt in the two episodes we watch. Yep. But he's very intimidating, very big. Yeah. But very calm. And he wears, in the games, like traditional martial artist gi with those wooden Japanese shoes Mm. and uh, no shirt. Big no shirt energy. Yeah. His occupation is judo master. Oh. He likes his family, his geta, which is his Japanese clogs. Oh. That's why he wears them everywhere. Because he likes them. Because he likes them. Oh, that makes sense. What a calming giant. (laughs) He dislikes complex machinery. Of course he would. His hobbies are appreciating nature and touring around Japanese gardens. Very similar interests. That's cohesive. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He knows what he's about. (laughs) Favourite food? Ooh. Ooh, is it going to be like a salad? Okay, there's an elaborate one here and a simple one. I'm guessing the elaborate one is some kind of fancy salad. And the simple one is just salad or rice. <laughs> is it rice? No. Oh. Uh, so his favorite food is buckwheat noodles served on a bamboo sieve. Wow. And chocolate sundae. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> sure. 14 sports is judo and his fighting style is judo with personal combat style. Oh, nice. What is judo with personal combat style? Well, I suppose when you get really, really good at a thing like judo, yeah. you can start adapting it to suit your own physique and uh, preferences, right? I guess. But like... Isn't judo judo? Isn't that what it is? 
You know, and then after that, it's like if you change it, it's a new fighting style, maybe? Who gives a shit? If there are any it's martial like, artists listening. Okay, let's talk about Cobra Kai again. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like how in Cobra Kai, or mm-hmm. the Karate Kid, if you want to be old fashioned, <laughs> there's Miyagi Do Karate. Yep. And there's uh, Cobra Kai Karate. Both karate, different philosophies, different mm. approaches to the same fundamental martial art. Okay, all right. Incidentally, I may have talked about this recently, but uh, as YouTube has discontinued its original content bullshit, Mm -hmm. Cobra Kai has been snapped up by Netflix. (gasps) So when they release Cobra Kai season three, which is coming soon, I don't have to subscribe to another month of YouTube. Is it YouTube Red? Is that what it was? YouTube Red, yeah. Wasn't that like a porn thing? No, you're thinking Red Tube. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, now everyone can watch and should watch because it's good. Cobra Kai on YouTube Premium, YouTube Red, Netflix, and RedTube. Netflix. Nick, I cannot stress enough how much I like Cobra Kai, <laughs> and I have no one to talk about it with. Well, maybe I'll watch it one day in like twelve years. Watch it now. Ugh. Yes. So, and we basically covered off the design info for this guy when yeah. we talked about. He's, he's a big giant man, yeah. and he's got you know strong trio protagonist. He's a energy. classic gentle giant. He doesn't really open his eyes. He's got like Brock anime eyes. Yeah, in three D CG, which is very strange. Yeah. Good work, King of Fighters Destiny, for making cool three D stuff, though. God damn. Yeah, I really went back and forth on the animation in this, actually. Like mm. at some points, it's very much like, oh, I can see this turning very much towards. That one berserk thing where he walks out of frame really poorly. But then other times there was like a lot of character in their mannerisms. Mm. Diamond's powers include geokinesis or terrakinesis. Okay. Earth control, in other words. Strange. So he's just eating there, just, just happily supping away. Eating the rice that he's happily and content with. And then a big, dumb, rich himbo named Benamaru. Himbo? Yeah. The fuck is a himbo? Our himbo discourse is big lately. Oh. It's like a really dumb, but fit, but like big positive energy Ah, guy. I see. Benamaru, in other words. Yeah, Benamaru. Wanders in. He's got big Jedward hair. Jedward? Yeah, you remember Jedward? No. What are these words? Late 2000s uh, pop twins Jedward. What? Their names were like John and Edward or Jedward. Hang on, this isn't real. This is not a real thing. Okay, Nick, you're getting out your phone to Google and I want you to Google the specific phrase, Jedward hair. Jedward hair. Oh my God. You see what I mean, right? I see exactly what you mean. Benamaru has Jedward hair. (laughs) Well, for people who don't know what that looks like, imagine a a more voluminous blonde Polnareff. Um, On this Jedward... The top Google searches apparently are... (laughs) I see it. Are Jedward virgins, then immediately followed by, are Jedward still alive? (laughs) I actually saw photos of Jedward at a recent Black Lives Matter protest. It's just like, why is the immediate first one, are they virgins, then followed by, are they still alive? Are they, you know, are they? Anyway. Anyway. Benamaru comes in to jumpstart the plot and as he flings open those traditional Japanese paper walls Mm -hmm. uh, the dumpling flies right into his mouth. He chokes, he dies. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Benamaru. (laughs) That would be good, but no. He He just eats the delicious dumpling and he's like, pretty good, I'll have my butler bring some better food around tomorrow. And now we know what Benamaru is like. Yep. We'll get his title name card. (laughs) Benamaru. What's his last name? Nikaido. Benamaru Nikaido. 
He's got a cool outfit in his King of Fighters wiki page. Cool blonde silk shirt with he, black tank top. He always has cool outfits. You know this. Oh, he's half Japanese, half American. He's a model. Oh, that's why he's so rich. Nick, would you care to guess what his likes are? Him, his hair. Nick, you had it. You had it himself. Himself! Oh my god, yes. P.S. earrings and being the centre of the attentions. Nice. Dislikes. Um... People bringing him... People making fun of him? Oh. People making fun of his hair. Otakus, nerds, and regrets. <laughs> that took a fucking <laughs> nosedive. Jesus. His hobbies are sky cruising and cooking. Mm -hmm. His favourite food is sashimi, or sliced raw fish. Nice. Pasta, mm -hmm. and coffee. Huh. Very refined tastes. Mm. His forte in sports is clay pigeon shooting and high diving. High diving. Yeah, like going off the high dive yeah. in a pool. Or possibly they mean like skydiving. I, I don't know. I would not have guessed he would be into high diving, but okay. Because it would mess up his hair, surely. Exactly. He's not very aerodynamic with that huge flump. Exactly. And Unless he he's extra it. aerodynamic because it functions like a parachute. Well, I was thinking once he gets out of the water, it'd be gone. Yeah. Unless. And he'd look like the girl from The Ring. Ah, it all makes sense now. His fighting style is shoot boxing with his inborn electrical power. <laughs> And Muay Thai. Kickboxing. Oh, Muay Thai. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Isn't a Muay Thai a drink? I don't know. Okay. It might be a martial arts style. Benamaru's appearance was loosely based on Jean-Pierre Polnareff from the manga series Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Right down to his outfit in the King of Fighters 94 and King of Fighters 95. You can see that, right? Oh, yeah. He wears like that black... The blank kind of like mid-cut... With the sort of weird... Neck thing. Weird, um... What do we call them now? We don't call them wife beaters anymore. <laughs> Sleeveless tank uh, with the toe neck sort of thing going on. Yeah. It's sort of like a very skin tight singlet made of leather. Yeah. I think we actually talked about this uh, when in Polnareff was introduced those many years ago oh. in JoJo's world. Uh, even after Benamaru's name was decided, the game developers continued to refer to him as Polnareff. <laughs> My god. What a guy, though. It's like, he's almost exactly the same character, but... Benamaru, Polnareff, same personality, one's much richer. Benamaru is like, your typical, not brain dead, but like, just naive... Well, like I said, he's a himbo. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. And he's part of that protagonist trio. He's mm. the edgy and daring one. Ah. He's I don't know if I mean edgy powers. in the same context that we think of it as these days. I think he must have some level of edge to him. We just haven't seen it yet. You know, we'll, we'll see some edge. We'll see some like cutting, like, oh, you want to take this guy on, huh? You can't take him on any more than I hate myself. Because I mean, very much so in what we've seen in this show, he's a joke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's wealthy. No one takes him seriously and they barely want him to be there. <laughs> in fact, he was the second choice between uh, Benamaru and uh, Saizo, Kyo's, was that his name? Kyo's dad. Yeah, they yeah. wanted Kyo's dad, but then his wife yelled at him and they all had to sneak out the window. <laughs> Oh man. Due to the particular pitch in his voice, some fans have questioned Benamaru's sexuality. The developers responded, It's not what you think, brackets, not that there's anything wrong with that. So he's um A developer also responds that he's a man's man who loves women. I was gonna say, it's like, uh, uh, what's his sexuality, lizard man? <laughs> I choose to play in the ambiguity of that statement, and I am declaring them that Benamaru is a bi icon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that'd be great though, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he could be any icon. Look at this King of Fighters panel where he is just Paul Moreff. 
He really is just And that's him. just Dio in the background. Yeah, but Keo is no one from JoJo. Yeah, Keo is like from Irresponsible Captain Tyler or something. <laughs> he is anime protagonist number four. Okay, we've so, almost gotten we've, through characters. We've put the boys together. We're in the same room. We just haven't given them the motivation to leave yet. As we alluded to before, oh, they're, they're all arguing over the, the dumplings, and they're but but the fight wasn't really about the dumplings. The fight was about something deeper. The fact that they got an invitation to the King of Fighters tournament, oh. and they're all the unspoken subtext is they're arguing over who gets to go from Japan. But then Benamara is like, "Hey, you guys didn't actually read this. It's teams of three this year." And so. They go, oh, it's teams of three. And then Benamara goes, yeah, so clearly I'll be going. Right? The rules have changed. You guys will be taking me, yeah? You, you'll all be, you know, wanting Benamara on your side. And they're all like, we're going to take dad. Benamara's like, you're fucking what? Oh, actually, no, I'm mistaken. It's dad and son who are like, Diamond Goro, you can come with us. They're like, what? Why don't you want Benamara? I mean, to be fair, he's fucking huge. He's... You want him on your side. <laughs> you want him. In your martial arts tournament. Oh my God. And they all high five each other. But then the silhouette of of mum comes around outside the paper door and she's just a silhouette so she's cheaper to animate. Mm. She calls dad out there and he yells at him a lot like, you have to stay here and set a good example for your son. No, 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 choose him out. He comes back in, look real forlorn and the others have already snuck out the window. In fact, um, we spend some time watching that chewing out and by the time we cut back, Keo's already gone out the window and beckons the others out. It's like, come on guys, let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's fly to Southtown America without even saying goodbye to my mum. <laughs> So what I love about this is they get on the plane. The plane turbines don't move. <laughs> I was just like, hmm, okay. And then they land. Brief airport scene with lots of background billboards for King of Fighters. With what's her face? I don't know any of the characters we haven't met's names. It's it's the one who... Oh, I can actually see it because it's got the name text here. Oh, it's my! My Shiraku? Is that what that says? Shirakui? Shirakui. It's my! It's my. Of course they picked my to advertise the King of Fighters because... Oh damn! Finish that sentence, Nick. Because she's a very attractive lady (laughs) with many merits in fighting who will kill you with fans. Is that her thing? Yeah, she's got these two fans and she always leans over. Because her fighting style is like... And then like big movement, but from a relaxed position. So Kyo and Goro are walking through... Or is it... Daimon, what's his first name? It's Goro. Okay. His, his name for us will be Goro. Goro. <laughs> Much like Goro Majima. Exactly. We know him as Goro. His name's actually Majima. Hmm. I guess. I think it's the other way around. Well, he, he's like Mr. Majima. Yeah, but that's his last name. Yeah. So for us, it's Goro. Yeah. But for us with Majima, it's Majima. I guess. Hashtag, it's Majima, baby. So anyway, we've got Goro. Hashtag Majima everywhere. <laughs> we've got Goro Daimon. And they're, they're both like walking one suitcase each through the airport as you would. Kyo and Goro. Yep. Yep. And then there's... There's the butler. Benamaru and his butler carrying this huge stack of... Well, not... Ca- he's, he's lugging them onto one of those trolleys yeah, that yeah. you get at the airport. And there's clearly not a high enough thing on the back yeah. to stop them from like wobbling He's losing off. control. Benamaru briefly bumps into a girl who I'm sure is a character we will have more to do with soon. I don't know about that. Whoa, watch where you're going. Oh wait, you're beautiful. Let me slowly pan up your body in a way that I'm sure makes a great first impression. (laughs) So we see her legs. They're like socks or something. Yoga pants. Yeah, yoga pants of some kind. Scroll up. She's wearing like a casual t-shirt and a red headband. Ah, Interesting. Iconic. Hey, I'm a beautiful rich guy. You should hang out with me. We should be friends on Facebook. Now, this is the first of many modern day references that we were like, ooh. 
Is okay. that product placement? I don't know. I don't think <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, and she's all like, I have to go, bye. Well, we can hang out on my yacht. I'm rich. I have so much money. Oh, if I pay you. Oh no, that huge stack of briefcases is going to hit that little girl who's just <gasps> hanging out in the airport by herself eating a lollipop. So literally it goes, shot from Kyo and... Uh, Goro looking back mm -hmm. Butler is like running uh, around out of control with these suitcases and then a girl we haven't seen ever is just standing by like a pillar in the airport with a lollipop two pigtails maybe Nick we don't know her story that's true maybe she's home alone too lost in Southtown true we don't know who she is you know don't I assume. think the one scene in home alone too lost in Southtown really aged poorly where there's the cameo from Geese Howard <laughs> Uh, and so Kyo and Goro are like, oh, we have to help her. And then they begin to move, but it's too late. It's not, it's not too late to save the girl for the girl has already been saved by a mysterious handsome trailer stranger with a very long ponytail <laughs> and jeans and a red jacket with a star on the back. We know this guy is cool. I mean, we know who he is because he's iconic Terry Bogard, hashtag my hero. Mm. Uh, Don't say his name yet. But we, he... In the language of the cinematography of the show, we know he's cool because they do as much of the scene as possible without showing us his face. Mm. Where it's like he's bending over, his back turned. Hey, you all right? And then as he's walking away after having like reassured this child, we get, we see his face and Scroll he passes up. by Kyo. And well, first we get the title card. Yeah, but I'm going <clears> somewhere. <throat> as he passes by Kyo and they both like long lingering camera shot as, as Kyo like looks over his shoulder like, who was that man? That mysterious Bogart That man. mysterious man whose red baseball cap says Fatal Fury in a metal plate on front of it. Which must be so fucking heavy. So what is Fatal Fury? What does that mean within this universe? I think Fatal Fury Is it just the be... phrase on Terry's hat? Or... Maybe it's another fighting <laughs> tournament, maybe? This, okay, it's time to do the Terry segment, but this bears more investigation. Terry Bogart. Who is he? What does he stand for? And why does he exist? Well... Fatal Fury, otherwise known in Japan as Garu Densetsu, or Legend of the Hungry Wolf, Okie dokie, <laughs> is the uh, fighting SNK fighting game that Terry and Geese hail from. I like how it doesn't say plot, it just says canon. Oh, Nick, I'm, I think I'm mistaken. I think it's actually a beat em up. Oh. Because the first game of the Fatal Fury series allowed players to select from Terry Bogart, Andy Bogart, and Joe Higashi. Hmm. So it's like a Streets of Rage. I'm just checking that. Huh. Two plane system. Characters fight from two different planes. <laughs> the material plane and the spiritual plane. No. <laughs> I think I've seen it actually. Looks like it's a fighting game. Yeah, I think I've seen it where but you... you only had three playable characters in the first one. Yeah, well, it's really fucking old, Liam. It's so old. Ring out, splubber. The Deadly Rave is a super combo used by several characters. The Deadly Rave? The Deadly Rave. So it's a fighting game. Yeah, it's a fighting game. Uh, With three playable characters. Chronicling the rise of the lone wolf, Terry Bogart. So and the fall of crime boss, Geese Howard. Ooh. An eventual sequel in the franchise, Garou, Mark of the Wolves, chronicled the life of Terry's adopted son and Geese's biological son, <gasps> Rock Howard. Oh, Rock Howard? Yep. Yep, okay. But who is Terry Bogard, Liam? Why, Nick, Terry Bogard, as we talked about eons ago in JoJo's world, he is the son of Jeff Bogard, along with his brother Andy. Yep. Just What? It's like Jeff, Terry and Andy. What a family. 
It's like such stereotypical names that are like, yeah, that's that's American names. Those are American names. I was mistaken when we were watching it because I hadn't realised we were doing a sort of all-star, all-monster melee thing. Mm. Uh, I thought the idea, because we know, of course, from our previous discussions that after the death of Jeff, Andy travels to Japan to learn martial arts to avenge their father while Terry just kind of drifts around and gets <laughs> into street fights. And just learns the hard way. Yeah. Uh, I thought the idea was that Andy moved to Japan and became Kyo. Oh, no. No, I was mistaken. Get that fuck out of here. I made a mistake. <gasps> but Liam, you never make mistakes. Well, I did. Now it's time to pay with your blood. <laughs> and as we talked about previously, there is a plot uh, in a later game where they essentially have an intervention for Terry to try and like get his life together. He just keeps drifting around. It's like, I need to go kill geese. No, Geese is already dead, Terry. No, I need to kill Geese. His family and relatives include Jeff Bogart, his adoptive father, deceased. Oh. Andy Bogart, his brother. Blue Mary, his love interest. Ooh. And Uki, his pet monkey. It, he has a pet monkey? Yep. <laughs> okay. His job and occupation is none. Does part-time work to get by. Nice, nice. He likes Jeff's gloves. Don't know what that means. Oh, right. His father's dead gloves. Yes. <laughs> Vintage wow, jeans. Way to, way to be so cold about his father's dead gloves. Vintage jeans. <laughs> and Uki. They're his father's jeans. <laughs> his dislikes include... Geese Howard? Slugs. Oh. His hobbies include playing video games, trawling, and wall painting. <laughs> okay. All right. His favourite food is fast food and clubhouse sandwiches made by rock in... Mark of the Wolves. Ah, interesting. His 14 sports is basketball. Of course it is. His special skill. Here we go. Say it. Do it. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. Okay. Say it. Take a guess. Uh, what would make me react like that? Something like, are you okay? That's not a skill. Uh, his his favourite skill is lovemaking. Accurately guessing a woman's measurements just by glancing at her. Impressive. Also making 53 pointer shots in a row. 53 <laughs> What? He's good at basketball. He's real Nick. good at basketball. Michael Jordan's got nothing on Terry. Imagine spending like a day with Terry and being like, so what are you doing? Oh, no, much thought I just practiced my three-point shooting. One, two, <laughs> three. But only 50. <laughs> Can never crack that 51st. You get like, are you going to go for 51? Nah. And then he purposefully misses the next one. You've got to know your limits. Exactly. Otherwise you become like geese. Ah. Honk. Always wanting more and more. Now, the next category is most unpleasant. And I don't know if that means the thing he finds most unpleasant or his most unpleasant habit. Because the answer is cigarettes. Ooh. Ooh. Does he smoke? Don't know. Hmm. He but, doesn't feel like a guy who would smoke, though. But I think... He's too busy. I think through the lens of, like, Japanese media producer and the archetype of Terry, yeah. I think he would smoke. Yeah. But he's too busy fighting to smoke. We've never seen any no, shots of him smoking. He's though. drifting. I guess he is drifting. That is true. He's kind of a fighting game Jack Reacher. You mean Tom Clancy's... Oh, no, I'm thinking Jack Ryan. Yeah, I'm talking about Jack Reacher. Who the hell's Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher is um, sort of a similar vein of, like, machismo fiction. Yep. Where the idea is he is a... He's, like, a drifter yep. who wanders into town and inevitably gets into some scrape, sleeps with a beautiful woman, and then beats up some crime ah, boss or whatever. And then leaves, and yeah. being all like, I've done He's my work got no... Here. He only started carrying photo identification after 9-11. Ah, uh, of course. He... Doesn't trust the government, hates the Russians. Wears the same shirt for a few days in a row, throws it out and then buys a new one from a hardware store. Yep. 
Yep. Okay. I think I'm I'm getting where you're coming from. Puts his clothes under his mattress and then sleeps on the mattress to press them. Keep a gun under my mattress and my pillow and have one on my ankle at all times in case the Chinese come for and me. And he's just got huge hands. I thought you were going to say huge dick. I mean, probably. He's my, huge. And he's just like, I knew that my dick was large because it's the only dick I've ever seen or felt. And I, I can say that for a fact. I don't like this. Neither do I. No one likes that kind of fiction. Terry is anime Jack Reacher, essentially. <laughs> His favourite music is rock, but in Mark of the Wolves, it's country. Huh. I guess he's kind of mellowed out in his older age. Well, when he killed Geese Howard, he was like, what do I have to do? I don't know. Chill out, I guess. And his fighting style is martial arts and hakio kuseiken, te- chi techniques. Huh. I guess that explains the fire that comes from his hands. Of course, hakio kuseiken is an unusual fighting style employed by characters in Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting and King of Fighters, <laughs> primarily based around Bajik Kuan and Tai Chi Huan. Ah. I'm sure I'm butchering these Chinese pronunciations. Yeah, I think you might be. <laughs> Mixes in uh, other elements of traditional Kung Fu styles incorporated in it. The style is mainly based on energy flow with a strong emphasis on Qi Gung and each individual fighter uses it with his own fighting style. Hmm. For example, Tung Fu Ru, or Rue, I don't know, which gets a sh- the person who gets a shout out in this episode, uh-huh. uses it with various Chinese Kung Fu styles, whereas Geese Howard incorporates it with his traditional Japanese martial arts and Terry Bogard uses it with his unique fighting style of martial arts and street fighting. Nice. And that's Terry, baby. Oh my god, so much to do with Terry. Terry. So much he's Terry. my big favourite. You love a good bit of Terry. I just like that he's a loser. <laughs> but he doesn't have a jazz band, so how can he really be a loser? I really hope the jazz band stuff comes up. Oh my god. He's in the intro. That's true. He's... That guy, I think his name is like Ichi something? I don't know. I don't know. He should be the edgy one in the trio. No, he's the enemy. He's the edgy antagonist. Who's like, you'll never get the secret thing from my clan. The dark crystals or whatever we were talking about. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I've got it here. He appears to fit many Japanese uh, stereotypes for an American character in appearance, personality and speech. His in-game vocabulary is usually limited to American colloquialisms, such as okay and hey, come on, come on. So he doesn't say anything other than those (laughs) phrases. So just being like, good on you. Well done. And that's all they could put into the game. (laughs) Yeah. Kickback. Are you okay? (laughs) More on Terry as it unfolds. Here we go. Maybe we should do the backstory and then... Stop. Yeah, because we've gone for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, so we're only going to end up doing one episode today because we We had a lot of of character intros to get through. We we got so excited by this friggin' just oddly good show. So they cross past each other, game recognised game. But then Benamaru is like, there's a local martial artist who I want to go fight. Another Kyokugan style dojo. And Kyo's all like, okay, uh, sure, you'll Everyone, probably lose. Everyone's just like, we gotta indulge Benamaru. Yeah. Meanwhile, Terry's at his father's grave and is like, Dad, it's me. I'm here to visit your grave, which even now sits in the shadow of Geese Tower. Ooh. Flashback. It's a while ago. It's Terry's 14th birthday. And they're singing in English, Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, the dialogue's all in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when they say Terry, it sounds really weird because it's clearly not an American accent, yep. but it's in America. Terry's dad, Jeff, who looks like anime... Oh um, God, what, ma- what did I say he looks like? Uh, he looks like... Joel an- from Last yeah, of Us. Yeah, anime Last of Us, but with a ponytail. <laughs> yep. He is all like, son, close your eyes. Dun-dun. Jeff. Jeff Bogart. Do we have a bio on Jeff? I want to know what his favourite food is. 
No details. Not, not enough info on Jeff. Son of a bitch. But Jeff did meet Geese when they both attended the same secret martial arts academy. <gasps> Jeff and Geese. And oh, also no. someone else whose name I don't know. I mean, Jeff and Geese are brothers, right? No, that was... Um, he does call him brother in this, but he was speaking metaphorically. Oh. Like how you might call someone you've gone through intense martial arts training with brother. I see, I see. He's his mentally a solid brother. Except they were literal biological brothers. <laughs> Uh, so In much the same way that Venom Snake and uh, everyone on Mother Base <laughs> were brothers. Yes, I guess. Like, have you finished that game yet? No, have, no. Have you watched the final cutscenes yet? No. Have you watched the Huey cutscene yet? Which one? The one where they kick him off. No, I haven't. You've got to watch that one. Okay, It's All the right. spawn of such good memes. Okay, alright. You can't make me wear a mask, Snake. <laughs> You're the real monsters. <laughs> You're the one spreading COVID. Oh my god! That was a good really? variant of I saw. Oh my god! Terrible. He sucks so. so much. You, you've got to you've got to finish that game, or let me send you a cutscene compilation. Yeah, just send me the cutscene compilation, and then next week I'll be like, guys, I watched that Metal Gear Solid cutscene compilation. Man, Huey's the worst. For his 14th birthday, Terry gets an iconic red baseball cap, <gasps> which matches the red New York sweater he's wearing. And he takes it off and goes, "How did you know?" <laughs> And he says, that's a secret, and pats Andy's shoulder. <laughs> so, <laughs> time to blow out the candles, Terry. <gasps> but wait. Knock, knock, knock at the door. And, uh, not even knock, knock, knock at the door. Oh, Geese sorry. opens the door. <laughs> Ominous Geese Howard standing in the doorway. It's silhouetted. Been a long time, brother. Silhouetted by moonlight. Who could this mysterious figure be? It's probably Geese Howard. And he's there, and he's like, give me the secret scroll. <laughs> And uh, it's Jeff meaningless is, to you. Jeff is all like, fuck off. I'm not giving you that scroll. Can't you see we're having a birthday party here? And Geese walks in and goes, birthdays aren't shit unless you give me the scroll. <laughs> Geese Howard. Who is Geese Howard? Nick, and what is a Geese Tower? Geese is an international crime lord <gasps> from Southtown, USA. Oh my He's God. the CEO of Howard Connection. Oh my God. He likes himself. <gasps> he dislikes people who stop his ambitions. Oh my God. His hobbies are undetermined. He starts things and then gets tired of them. Classic. His favourite food is steak. Steak? Steak. Wow, that... Wow, okay. His 14 sports is none, brackets. He's good at billiards, though. <laughs> he doesn't look like a billiards man. Fav Nick, I want you to try and guess his favourite music and know, and know in your heart you will never guess this. Is it disco? No. Is it rave? No. Is it rock? No. Is it country? No. Okay, I get one more. Is... <laughs> your grin is really... It's freaking I've me out. I've lured you into a game you cannot <laughs> hope to win, Nick. Is it J-pop? Favourite music. Speak softly. Love. Parentheses. Love theme from The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's like sitting in Geese Towers being like, I am an international crime lord. I need to unwind. One, it's one it's Geese's time right now. One song Time to put on, on some of my favourite music. My Spotify soundtrack of just this song looping all over and over again. Someone enters. Oh God, you're listening to that song again. Get out. I'm listening to my favourite song. My favourite music. <laughs> Oh my god, what? what? I guess technically that is his favourite music. <laughs> that does make sense. But what? Oh, Jesus. He's always in these games as a villain or an anti-hero. Mm. An anti-hero? An anti-hero. How does that make sense? He's an asshole. But sometimes maybe he's got to team up with them to stop a greater evil. Like, for instance, maybe Rugen. <gasps> Rugen. 
I also forgot his surname. (laughs) (laughs) We're good at this. Next week, we're going to come back and just go, oh, yeah, there's... Mugen. Uh, uh, Popular fighting game (laughs) franchise, Mugen. Oh, I love him in Samurai Champloo. That's what that that weird, like, ROM hack fighting game thing is, right? Mugen? Mugen? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. The one that Salty Bet uses. Yeah, there he is. It's Salty Bet. (laughs) Rugen Salty Bet. Oh, my God. So... What else has Geese got going for him? Oh, so interesting. In the Fatal Fury series, he actually does die. But in King of Fighters, he survives. Huh. Because obviously... Because they want to have an all-star mashup. Yeah. And he'll just be like, of course I didn't die. I used my fingers to climb back up Geese Towers. Yeah, probably. In true Barky style. (laughs) But why? That was made of pure glass for 50 fucking floors. Exactly. I'll have to take your word for it. So Geese is there. And he's like, huh. Um, Nick... Yes. When will they make an untitled geese game? Liam, I've got news for you. There might be one on the way. Coming soon. Q1 last year. I'm not interested in fighting geese. Hog, hog. (laughs) Get out of here. There's going to be a lot of geese references where it's like, I'm not fighting geese. And then there are these geese outside being like, yeah, well, we're going to fuck you up. Give me the gold bell, Jeff. It's useless in your hands. 20 geese fall on top of Jeff. Nick, have you finished Untitled Goose Game? I didn't. I don't have a Switch. It's I never bought it. on other things too, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. I don't have time for that Geese Game. So, do you, <laughs> want, do you, want, do you want me to spoil Untitled Goose Game for you? Sure. I'm... Okay, spoilers for a game that barely has a plot. Yeah. At the end of Untitled Goose Game, you mm. enter the model village. Um, you know, like in Hot Fuzz, there's the model village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. enter the model village and you tear down the church in the model village <gasps> that has a big gold bell. Okay. And you have to sneak back through the town with the gold bell that clangs uh, and return it to a ditch which is full of other gold bells. I don't know if this is a spoiler. This is just something you have to do. My question for you, Nick, is... Yeah. I've heard a few different interpretations of this. Mm-hmm. Does the goose hate the sound of the gold bell and that's why it puts it in the ditch? Mm-hmm. Or does the goose love the bell and, and that's, that's why, why it wants it, it the, yeah. and it takes it for its own? Wait, does it own the ditch? The ditch is near where you start the game. Are there other gold bells there? Yes. It could be both. It hates the sound, but it loves the aesthetic. Yeah, I think it's... the goose likes the bell. That's mm. how I interpret it. It's like, oh, I've got a new bell. I've got to get that. It's shiny. It's very shiny. It might be a bit like, um... Uh, it's like Shadowrun, you know? I like the look of it, but fuck the rules. That's not the same. It, the analogy is, he doesn't like the sound of the bell, but he likes it. He likes having the bells. He likes owning the bells. He likes hoarding it like a dragon. Sure. And as we all know, dragons are a metaphor for, for that geese. which you most fear. Geese, geese Howard. Geese Howard, who even now is like, accept my challenge, Jeff, or it will cost your kids their lives. And he's like, oh no, my kids. I love my kids. Andy and Terry, the other one. Geese. Okay. <laughs> so we have the best shot of him standing literally right up to Geese Howard, who's not flinching. And then he raises his fist in like a geese sort of way, but just right up in his face. And then he just walks off. Whatever happens, sons, don't step outside. Now fist bump me morosely. And they both fist bump him morosely. And then we get the the best shot shot of the episode and maybe anything ever. (laughs) Now, I started laughing at this for one reason. And then I kept laughing at it for another. It's a close-up of uh, Jeff's wooden mailbox with ominous lightning and thunder. And I started laughing at that. And then I kept laughing when I realised that in white paint, the mailbox simply says, Jeff. (laughs) 
Not Jeff Bogart, <laughs> which you might expect, but just Jeff. Not even like a number. Or his surname. Or Nothing. Just, this is Jeff House. <laughs> I, just, I, I just fucking love that it's just, hey, whose house is that? Jeff. Yeah, you can see you can see because it says there. Oh yeah, you yeah, know Jeff. We all know Jeff. And I I assumed it was like oh it's just a small town, but then I realized it. This is the place where the King of Fighters tournament is set, right? So this it's is America. Like, yeah, so it's in the outskirts of a city. So it's South like a town. It's like a full residential area. Yeah. So this is not. He's not small the only town. Jeff. Yeah, there's probably like ten Jeffs in the area. Minimum. But he's Jeff. Jeff. The house number Jeff. <laughs> So good. You can't beat me with your injured leg, Jeff. Oh yeah? Well, I have to. For watch, my sons. Watch me try. I will, because you'll fail. Yeah, watch well, me throw the secret scroll into the air. Fight you a bit, then catch it. So, he throws anime Yakuza-style uh, the secret scroll into the air. It starts flipping around dramatically. and then Master geese- technique of Hakuku Saiken. Seppuken! Uh, there's a sweet, oh. like, character shot of Seppu Ken. Screen greys out and big red text that says Senpu Ken. Which is dope. Appears. And he does, like... A big whirlwind. Knocks him into the air, fires some beams at him, and then catches the scroll. Oh, no, that's Geese. No. No, because he, he does the whirlwind Nick. punch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he doesn't do the beams. He does some beams. Does he do beams? Yeah, he fires a couple of beams at him. Geese what? has lightning powers. Jeff has beams. Okay, Jeff right. has like Kamehamehas. Sure. I thought that was Geese, but okay. And he's like, oh, you attacked me with your injured leg, you fool. So Geese grabs it and then... It's very slams. Karate Kid where Geese is both um, the, <laughs> the bad kid, kid, but also uh, the Cobra Kai sensei Creed? Creek? Cray? Craig. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't remember his name. The Craig and the Furious. Like, Work his injured leg. Uh, so he grabs his leg by like the ankle. And does one of those anime down elbows. Right on the knee. And then Jeff is like, damn! And then just walks back a bit, limping. There's a catch punch. Uh, and then Geese is all like, you know what? We're going to end this. Knocks him into the air, shoots him a bit, and then does... Powers up, glows with big Super Saiyan energy, raging storm, slams the ground, big lightning effects, and they're like, Father, no! And then Father Jeff is laying on the ground, he's got anime blood on his mouth, but he's entirely, his body is entirely unharmed other than that, but there is a massive pool of blood on the <laughs> ground behind him. And uh, that's and that's why I was laughing the second time. Is this the next episode, or is this? Yeah, that's this the, is that's the... the end of the one episode. No, this is the in next episode's font. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's the shot of the next episode, yeah. which we will discuss next time on JoJo's World World Tour. JoJo's World Tour. Yeah, we've talked. <gasps> we've done that before. Oh, okay. I like it. I like this show was oddly good. Who will be the king of fighters, Nick? <sighs> I go, I'm going to go I mean, with... It's going to be Kyo. I know. I'm going to go with a big Kyo. But, but I'm going to put all my hearts. money on Terry. You know what? I'm going to put my money on Benamaru. Yeah? Because I reckon Benamaru's going to steal our hearts. He's got what it takes to go all the way. Exactly. He might be a model and he might be an airhead. But you know what else is an airhead? Hot air balloons. And they were a magical marvel for the longest time, technologically speaking. And Benamaru might be a robot. No one knows. Normally we would do a guess what happens next time here thing, but we've already watched the next episode. Also, so, the, like, what happens next time is before the end of the episode. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. True. So, Nick, to yes. be continued. To be continued.
talk. 